Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Front Porch. My name is Michael Daniels, and I'm here with my good buddy, Dennis, Supreme Leader Dennis Rogers. How are you doing today, Dennis? Oh, Supreme. You, you said Supreme Leader in our last recording and triggered me. I was like, oh, we can't, <laughs> we can't talk about Star Wars yet. Yeah, well, you know, this is, uh, you are the Supreme Leader today, and uh, we hope that you are going to live through this one. <laughs> not not necessarily all supreme leaders live these days. Uh, hey, we got a we got a new guest, uh, a good friend of mine that I've had, uh, my best mate from way back when. This is uh, Mr. Bill Haig. How are you doing today, Bill? Good. Thanks for having me on. Pretty awesome. So we've known each other what thirty years. <laughs> I was thinking about this on the drive down. How long ago was junior in high school? Oh, we're going to date ourselves. Uh, 24 years ago, something like that? Something like that. Yeah. We, we played, uh, I think it was uh, Rolling Dice one day in, a, in an English class or something yep. like that. And it's like, hey, what are we doing? We're playing games. I, it, that's, how, that's how nerdy I was. That's how audience, we met. That it was uh, dice in class. Or, you know, I didn't walk around that many that very often without a D20 in my hand back today. So. I wasn't. I didn't have glasses or anything. I wasn't told nope. to nerd it out, right? I think I was sitting in front of you and you were rolling the D twenty, and I was like, I recognize that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Turned around and magic was born. That's right. We had uh, the, the the dynamic duo. We had. Uh, um, I was back then. I, I liked making games, so I used to like you know like write out oh, it was a charts a d20 charts you know and if you do this and you get a, an attack roll or whatever and i remember when i was always testing it and, and i played with uh trotsky who we had on here not so long ago we, we were playing a bit and i was thinking i want to play short games so i remember in that class yeah. what i was doing was trying to make up little games and... good thing we didn't need to pay attention in class <laughs> oh, that was a terrible class <laughs> was that was that mr moon's class it was oh my god yeah, what was... what class was that English, like advanced oh. English or some nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, so that's completely. Especially if you went into IT, like, what are you gonna? What do you? Your 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 project managers and clients aren't gonna read your email anyway. They'll just want to get on a call. So, right. Ho- hopefully, my coworkers don't listen to the show. They'll be mad. <laughs> Calling true. them out. Hey, Bill. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So what 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 are the things that you like? How did you get? How did you get into I don't know, some of the stuff that you like, your hobbies and things. What are you into these days? I'm still kind of a Star Wars fan. You know, that was kind of, I think, the first time I saw Star Wars. I remember with my dad actually seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater. So that's my first official memory of Star Wars. Yep. I don't think I've seen any of the originals. I I can't say if I've seen any of the originals in the theater. So then, of course, toys started trickling in at Christmas and birthdays and things like that. I have your your ad at. Yep. Mike, didn't you see them when they re-released? Yeah, I did. Oh, absolutely. I was there. I mean, I was amazed. That, that was me like a kid in a candy yeah, store that, sitting there. I, I mean, the that, that was me because I think I was like one or two when the last <laughs> couple came out. I'm a little bit younger than you. Just so you're the only one here that had like seen it in the theater. If uh, the stories hold true, I believe my dad saw Star Wars in the theater. He took my mom to see Empire Strikes Back and she hated it because she had no idea what was going on and didn't <laughs> care. So True. he took me to see Jedi. Oh, nice. And after that, I remember watching Star Wars on Beta. Beta. At my grandparents' house. Person? Yep. New wow. Hope. I think I watched it at VHS one time. And I, the first one I saw had to have been, had to have been uh, Empire because I saw the ads for the first one. On Hawk, I was pretty impressed. Uh, so you uh, still you're a gamer still, right? 
Yep, as much as uh, time will allow. But you like you, you like miniatures, right? Yep. You're, you're mainly miniatures. Yep. What, what are you playing these days for miniatures? Uh, right now, I'm still playing a lot of uh, what they call Dust 47. It's an alternate World War II. And then I'm um, kind of playing a lot of X-Wing. Oh, yeah? What, what's your favorite game. between the two? Uh, Dust right now. Is it, now, now yeah. you ran the Dust tournaments at Gen Con. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we got an official official judge guy. <laughs> who is sorry? Who's that? Is that AEG? Who runs Dust? Uh, right now it's just Dust Studios. Just Dust mm-hmm. Studios. So so you were officially working with them, and how'd you like that? Uh, I wasn't really officially working with them. I just kind of picked it up and ran with it. Yeah, and they supported it. Yeah, it was, so. I heard it went pretty good though. Yeah, everybody had a great time. So they say. So Bill and I, Dennis has been to Gen Con since the beginning that it came to Indy. Oh three, right. I think we had nice. We talked for years to go up to Lake Geneva and like, oh, we're gonna do it. We just never. Really <laughs> we were really close late that last year, and then I think, yep. as a matter of fact, I think it was you, Bill, who came and said like, it's coming to Indy. No, I think it was you. Was it I me? moved to Indy in April of '03, and I think June. You're like, hey, Gen Con's gonna be in Indy this year. Really? I, I gotta say, I gotta credit, I gotta credit Bill for a lot of stuff here that um, I had gotten. I'd gotten out of a lot of my pop culture things that I had been in, as people do as they get older. Um, but Bill had moved to Indianapolis, and I was in Terre Haute at the time. And then, uh, so we still kept in touch, but I had, I just, I had like a family, and I had a kid, and it was just a lot of stuff going on, and I just could not do it as everyone does. But you still, like, you met up with a lot of the, the, the online group meetups mm-hmm. and things like that and kept that kind of, like, small flame burning here and there and would always bring it back. And I remember constantly pestering me to come back up and talk to the those meetup groups mm-hmm. to, you know, oh, you need to do it, you need it. And I went up there and I met several people who are now lifelong friends. Yeah. Several people are. Um, but that was enough to keep me going. You know what I mean? It kept, kept me going into, like, hey, this is something, like, I want to do. And my then wife supported me with that, and I just kept doing that. And we, and we, you know, it was a monthly thing once for a mm-hmm. while, and then it became a real thing. And I was really happy to embrace it. So I credit you for a lot of that for bringing that fire, kind of, or maintaining that little pile light all the way through the spark that reignited the fire. Right, right. <laughs> uh, hey, Dennis, did you ever have you ever played any of the miniature games like the no? I mean. I never a, a, a couple a couple of sessions. It's kind of I put it in the same category with D and D or other role playing games or magic and other uh, CCGs. In that, it's really hard to get into unless you have at least one other person, and you both mm-hmm. have to be pretty pretty into it. It's not like any normal the quote unquote normal board game that you can just you buy a copy and then when you get together you play it. Um, you gotta, you know, there's that whole collecting and all the painting. My, um, I have three younger brothers and the middle two of those, more so the oldest one, um, got really into the Games Workshop Lord of the Rings miniatures game. Um, it was not as, not as popular as their, as their Warhammer series, but of course, uh, no, it's the one, the one you haven't met in between. Um, David got into it too, but he was a little younger at the time. And, um, Daniel, our, our other brother eventually grew out of it. Like he doesn't, he doesn't play it anymore. It's kind of like, for me, that phase was model trains. Hey fellas, when are we going to grow out of it? 
um when i was when i was high school age a little bit younger um i was very into model trains and so by the time i discovered that miniatures games like lord of the rings or warhammer were even a thing like i was already in college and i was like i don't have i don't have time to paint a bunch of models like i had model kits for like cars or starship enterprise or whatever sitting in my closet i had been like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna put this together and it had been in the closet for three years or something i'm like (laughs) by the time i discovered those games i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna invest the time in this because i just don't I don't have it. I don't so how have do you get around? How do you buy that bill? Like that whole problem of getting into a miniatures market, or I, I mean, I've, I've seen you play several miniatures games. Mm-hmm. Do you have a good community up there, or do you have other friends? That yeah, Indianapolis is big enough. I mean, and broad enough that there's pretty much if there's a semi-popular game, you're going to find a group of guys playing it. Yeah, within driving yeah. distance. Yeah, play. within a decent driving distance. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the problems here is that if I ever wanted to get into like a Star Wars, I, like there was a Star Wars tournament that you had came here in Bloomington mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. And I, if they would have had something like that, like weekly, that's yeah. something that I could be like, all right, I'm going to invest in that. But as Dennis said, that it's hard to sit there and say, oh, I can do it by myself. I'm, I'm looking around my room right now and I've got so many games that are yeah. like, I wish I could. They're just like that. I've got, what is it? The Star Wars Decipher games. Speaking of, we used to play back in the day and there's World of Warcraft. Uh trading card game who plays that i just collected a crud ton of that stuff and yeah what i think indianapolis if i remember correctly they have six game stores and i want to say five of them have a star wars night all on different nights oh that's awesome and you can just you know travel anywhere and get a game of star wars in at this point in time okay all right so yeah i know i know indianapolis is the first i saw the i don't even know if it's still there but the game preserve in um, oh, yeah. The fashion mall, Keystone at the Crossing. Keystone. Yeah. It actually f- moved out, but it's still there. Yeah, that was the first game store I had ever seen. I mean, I had seen model shops and stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to live in a more populated area in the North Chicago suburbs. Um, where I'm at now is super remote. It's like town of two thousand people. There is a game shop about forty minutes drive from here, and they do some of that stuff, but it's it's a little harder to get plugged <laughs> into a new drive group. an hour there to play an hour back. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I remember, you know, just walking through game preserve in, uh, in Indy. And at the time, I think the only, the only game I knew about was settlers of Catan, but we would walk, my buddy and I would, would walk through the mall and look at this weird, weird collection of like really nice kind of high end shops and this really ghetto food court, and then this game store full of nerds playing magic, like tucked under the stairs. And I'm like, "What is yeah. this doing here? This is weird." Right, right. Yep, yeah. it was under the stairs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had, uh, I'd never been, and and Bill had been, and he had told me about the, the game shop up there. And I was like, I'm, "Someday I'm going to make it up." To my mind, it was like some kind of mecca. You know, and I, and I, I finally yeah. made it up there, and it was cool because it had board games and stuff. But it was much smaller than it was envisioned in my mind. I expected it to be this castle, yeah. of, you know, <laughs> geek heaven. But mm-hmm. yeah. now we've got one here in Bloomington, and it's I guess it does well, okay. But it's in there forever. It's in a pretty I, high rent district. Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah, I yeah. try to go in there almost every time I'm in town. I try to hit up there and uh, and landlocked music. 
You need to go over to the Bloomington's got one that's um, uh, what's that called? The game game closet? Is it over there, Bill? Common room games. Common room. Common room games, yeah. out on Tenth uh, and the Bypass. Actually, it's moved and it's in a much bigger place. It's over. Okay. Yeah, it's on PDLs. But it, for a shameless plug for them, I'll give to them. Common room games is pretty amazing. The guy who runs yeah, it is I, I saw it. Awesome I went guy. in there not long after it was open. It looked like they were going for more of a venue than a retail end, like yeah. uh, like game preserves. Well, they they had their in their old place and in their new place. They uh, the number one thing that endears everyone to it is that they've taken old DMGs and players' handbooks and all the pages and cut them out and they're wallpaper all over the walls. <laughs> so like you can look up and see all the pages because back when Bill can attest, when we used to play the D&D, like second edition, you knew the pages for saving throws. Like it's page 79 or 162 mm-hmm. is this. And you would go right to it and it was like so worn and you always had that. So to see that on the wall is like, oh, I love this place. Was, you know? yeah. was that before they started making uh, DM screens? No, they made DM screens back then. But still, oh, you, okay. you, you, not everybody had the DM screens. I remember. Right, right. Yeah. Like, nope, that's, that's some money. Actually, I don't know. They make DM screens. They did make DM screens second edition. Sure. Can't remember if I ever used it or not. Remember? Uh, back in the ISU computer lab. <laughs> yeah, we used to play. That's yeah, it, that's I mean, when it. when you're a kid and you're you're stocking up your paper route money, like <laughs> 15, 20 bucks is a big deal. Right, and we'd, we'd, we'd share the, the PHBs and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And have them on the floor. God, they're so worn. I bet you mine's still in there. Hey, so let, let's, let's turn the page here a little bit. You mentioned X-Wing that you're playing. Yep. Dennis, did you finally get to see uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi? Um, I did. Yeah, I, you I did. Went so we were with... talking about your family being, you know, a, a potential thing. I was hoping that you'd be able to see it by now. Yeah, yeah. My uh, my two sisters, who are also living nearby, um, and I went and saw it uh, opening night last Thursday. Oh, you did. Okay, you got it. Take um, it in. Good. Yeah, we did. There's a there's a theater, a recently reopened theater in the same town with the game store. Um, where like they serve some beers and, and cocktails and stuff. And I think it's cool that they reopen that. That's something that I've always kind of had in the back of my mind as a, as a dream to try and do, but uh, right, right. they only had one show showtime on Thursday. And so I called them and I was like, Hey, you guys, you guys have tickets left. It was like an hour before showtime. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, well, we've got about 40 seats left. So, what? you know, they they could sell me tickets um, online, but they couldn't reserve seats, of course. And so it was like, well, we could buy them and drive. We're like, oh, that's not that's not going to do. So I looked at one of the other towns that's closer to an hour away and they had like five shows that like a 615, a 645, a 7, a 730, an 8 and a 9 or something. Um and uh and so we're like well let's plan on going to the eight and then there's a there's a or maybe the nine a nine and then there was a nine thirty and a ten fifteen. we're like if the nine is sold out we can just hang out for half an hour and go to the nine thirty. um but then of course we got there and there were plenty of seats it was the theater was maybe half full at most probably oh. closer to like 30 percent because everybody That's had amazing. come to the, one of the that earlier shows you know you say that bill though but when i saw episode three 
it was because it was as much as people were dogging on all the the, the prequels, they were still sold out. Well, because you always had hope that the next <laughs> one right. would be better. That's right. So, so, yeah. So it, it was always sold out, and I, I did not buy tickets to episode three. I, I was kind of like episode two just fine, but I wasn't thinking it was a big deal, and I was okay with watching it later. Was was it a different time of year? I think you said that, like in the it's, spring. Yeah, I think so. Episode yeah. three, yeah, I think. Yeah, it actually, was. I think it was coldish outside. But all I know is that I decided that but I not, remember, but not mid December cold. Yeah, I, all I know is that I was like, you know what? I'm sitting here at night, and it's I see that that in Bedford there's a showing at like eleven, and I could do that. And I was like, I'm gonna go. And I got up and went and just heck of it. And I called them, and they said, Yeah, we got some tickets, and they did. And I was like, Okay, so. You know, the, the the point of this moral story here is that the towns that we live in that are medium to larger towns, yeah, they sell out. But mm, the smaller right. towns, oddly enough, don't like, you know, nerdy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, it's just there's not as much. I mean, it's it's the opposite of what you were saying, Bill, about all the game stores and stuff in Indianapolis. Like, just it's because the population size is smaller. There's just not that rush turnout for for opening night yeah yeah i guess if we only have like 50 people in the whole area that would even watch it and they'll watch it over over the span of four weeks there's no reason for a big rush yeah well well anyway so i know you saw it bill right you saw it twice twice holy crap you must love it it's like <laughs> your best show ever took the wife on the second show i took the, took the wife all right and i'll see the third because i'll take the daughter oh so so casey didn't see it huh? not yet not yet. Okay. Uh, I, I did see it myself. I saw it with uh, Sydney, my youngest. I saw, we went and uh, watched it with a couple friends. Uh, Trotsky was one of them. Uh, Pat, who was also on a couple weeks ago. Uh, we all went and saw it on the big day and were pretty excited about it and had really fantastic seats. Got there way early. Um, all right. So, Dennis, hey, let's start with you, buddy. What okay. do you think? Let's give this, let's give this a score first. Well, I guess you say thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, that's such a, that's such a binary, binary choice. (laughs) Um, I mean, the Rotten Tomatoes averages are percentages, which is a little more granular than I prefer, but I can tell he's already taken a political standpoint on this already. To me, (laughs) I mean, sci-fi politics, I I guess, if (laughs) if anything, you're going to apply to that. Um, you know, I mean, somewhere in the, like, 60, 65, 70 at most. So you're you're in the general audience on Rotten Tomato. Yeah, I guess. So I, mean, I think you 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 gave a little bit of your history uh, with the franchise, and and I know Bill did too at the at the top of the show with his introduction. For me, I never. I never disliked Star Wars. I kind of fell out of affection with it, you know, when the prequels were coming out. I went and As saw it, when all you say of those. Out of you didn't like it. You're like, I'm done with Star Wars. I don't watch anymore. It, yeah, it was just like, eh, you know, it's not not great. I played a couple of the video games. Um, I think Knights of the Old Republic one or two or oh, something good, on the on the first Xbox uh, system. It's not so good. <laughs> not the X, not the Xbox One. Not on PC or a PC Master Race guy. What's wrong with you? No, no I because I borrowed it from a buddy. I didn't, uh, I didn't buy it. 
Um, and yeah, played a couple of those. I don't know. Around the time, around the same time that I really got into Star Trek, um, was was never. I never. I didn't dislike Star Wars, but it becomes this stupid dichotomy, nerd dichotomy thing where you can't. You know, they're mutually exclusive, even though they're so very different, aside from having half of their name be the same. Um, but that that nerd culture thing where you have to you have to like one or the other, and I'm like, well, Star Trek is the one you that I the like. Tra- you picked the track, did you? Yeah. And, you know, it, as years went on, as I got a little older, got a little more perspective on whatever, storytelling and all that stuff, I came to appreciate... Um, elements of the original trilogy more um but that's sort of the background that i'm that i'm coming at this with yeah. is not a not an antagonist you know i'm not you the your stereotypical mom who thinks sci-fi is dumb but um not a not a huge fanboy by any by any means and now now there's the the polar side of that Bill, you're a huge Star Wars fan. You're not a Star Trek fan at all, right? Correct. Correct. Right. So there's the opposite side of that is that I think when I was younger, you know, you could watch what I would see Star Wars. Granted, it was just a movie and it was extremely polished. And then Mm -hmm. I'm catching the old Star Trek reruns on TV. Oh, yeah. Where it's just Yeah, yeah. It was hokey. You could see the guy sliding the cardboard door, you know, when they're walking onto the door. Oh, sure. Like, what is this? Yeah, this is just bad. Yeah, yeah, and so, and part of you know, the, aside from you know, really uh, engaging relatable story, um, the the technolo- technological feat of A New Hope is part of what it's like a big part of its success. You know, in yeah. that in that time in that era, because it's and I mean it was like ten years after original Star Trek that it was on. Um, at at the time I was coming to either one would have been like the late 90s so Next Generation was almost over and it was like compare the two but to to be fair for, 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 for full context um, I also generally fell out of affection with Star Trek for the last 5-10 years you know n- none of the Abrams movies after the first one were amazing they were you know fun rides at best yeah um i never watched voyager or deep space nine um it just happens that a couple months after we not a couple months but a couple weeks after we started the podcast mike told me about uh the new series discovery and sort of got that interest peaked peaked again right. a little bit but anyway that's i think i've belabored that well, we, point long enough and i think i think i sit in the middle of that i i, I was definitely in bill's category and that i was definitely 100 percent more uh star wars than star trek that was just like there's no competition here star wars was heads and leagues above i enjoyed star trek which was the original series because there was nothing else on the three channels that i had and every once in a while late at night there'd be this really hokey sci-fi channel from the 60s and it was fine to watch. It was something to watch besides nothing, uh, which is a funny thing because I wonder now if something like that had been released, like if it was being released when there was 600 channels like there is now, no one would pay attention to it. Um, but the the thing is, is that it was, it was okay. Uh, 
not until around high school-ish did I start to, to watch casually The Next Generation and appreciated it and liked it, but I never called myself a Trekkie. And well, then, it... And then much later in life, I, I, I found that, that I, I really liked Star Trek. I had sat down one day and actually decided I was going to watch all The Next Generations on Netflix, and I really got sucked into it. And then, so now I'm really happy to say that I feel that I'm, I'm both. I, I really like them both for totally different reasons. I like ones in the small screen. It's a, a thinker's thing. It's a, a drama that goes through with not necessarily like an action. But Star Wars is about high emotion, high impact. It hits you once with the big movies, and then two years later, you don't get it again. You know, so they're just different. They're just different. Kinds I mean, of stuff. both both franchises benefit from, at least in their original incarnations, benefited from comparison at the time right like you know looking back on the on the the effects and the technology of original series star trek it seems very campy from a modern perspective but at the time in the late 60s like nobody was doing anything like that on tv you had you know buck rogers and stuff with with puppets and star wars is the same way like um you compare it with i don't know i never really saw any of those movies but one of our friends said that in the in the group chat a couple weeks ago like last starfighter or some of those like um just the 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 story and the effects um were were ahead of their time in in both cases you know but anyway we need to be fair by the way real quick we need to be fair and i gotta say even with you bill is that Actually, when we probably Star Trek came into our conscious, we couldn't fairly compare it to the old. I know I didn't necessarily compare Star Trek original series to Star Wars. What I compared was Star Trek the motion picture or Star Trek Search, you know, Search for Spock. Those those mm-hmm. movies were yeah. what I would compare because those were out at about the same time. True. And they really weren't that bad. <laughs> yeah, they were okay. The, but the, the first one wasn't great and five was terrible, but, um, <laughs> but two and, and four were both both pretty good yeah and and but that's the thing is that all three star wars were great all three star wars were like yeah. top of the game great so yeah that's true yeah but so anyway that that's i i think to be fair growing up it has to be the movie comparisons and not necessarily the shows and all the other stuff it's in sure, and, you, and in that, apples in that oranges yeah and in that vein i still to this day hands down star wars is you know the, the original trilogy Way better than anything anything Star Trek ever put out for sure for, for movies in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. Too. So okay, let's go back to this. I, so before we get into this, for your reasons why, I'm going to go with Bill. <laughs> let's go ahead and Bill. What's your what's your score here, dude? Uh, you one, know, I, I'm one to hundred. We got looks like Dennis. Said that. Yeah, I'm kind of going to follow Dennis's lead. Um, I will give it a seventy. Yeah, so slight bit better on the on the first first viewing. Yeah, second viewing. Uh, I was kind of doped up on cold medicine, and I enjoyed it a lot more because I could fall asleep during the parts I didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah. So I give it a shaky eighty. How, how did Heather, your wife, feel about it? She enjoyed it. Did she? Did she and she out? actually kind of uh, didn't uh, like the parts I didn't like either. So yeah, I guess I chose wisely in the life. <laughs> that's right, right. So w- when you say like seventy, it, it, it's it, that's a good film. I mean, that's one that like. Like I say, fifty percent is 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 like uh, it could go either way. I don't really care if it's good or bad. And then anything below fifty is uh, you don't recommend. But above fifty, you're at seventy, so you'd recommend people to go watch it, though, right? For sure. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, so I'll chime in here with the score real quick before we ask other people specifics. I, I hate to be follow the crowd, but I'm right there. I'm right, I'm, I'm at Dennis is at 65-70. Um, uh, that begs comparison to other things that are in that movie range. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Bill, but have you seen Justice League this year? Not yet. Did you see the Superman movies or stuff like that? I did see Superman. Okay, and Batman versus Superman? Or, yeah, Batman. Did you watch that one? BBS, yep. Okay, so... So, um, Justice League score higher than, than that. Uh, and Justice League is not marginally better than Batman versus Superman, but it's a little better. Mm -hmm. I, I know there's argument there, but <laughs> I would it, call it much better. I would you, don't know okay. that I would call it better than last Jedi. Right. Uh, it's so that I think people are indiscriminate when they, they rank things. I think, sure. I think emotion come in is something when I'm ready to, well, it's a big average too. Right. You know, it's the really funny thing about that is that I rarely go to Rotten Tomatoes and put in a review, and I put in a very small review the night. It was pretty scathing. I read it. Yeah, right. The night of. And and what's worse is that, it's funny how you said the scathing. When I left the theater, I was happy. When I got home, and as I was riding home, <laughs> I started to just boil at some things. And the more I thought about it, the angrier I got. I did, well, not angry. Angry is a harsh term because I, I, I want to say something here before we start out. Whatever I say tonight, I enjoy the show. I, I, I'm going to go watch it a second time. I did only watch it once uh, and only because of opportunity. I haven't had that chance. For sure. But I, I will watch it probably sometime next week or two. Um, mainly because I know that I liked the show when I walked out of it. I know that there were things that I, I appreciated and really wanted to see more. And I didn't get it. I want to see it happen again so that I can get a better picture at stuff. But now I just cannot see anything more than the things that I don't like. And that bothers me. Um, okay. We'll, we'll go back to Dennis here. Dennis, why so low? It's a, it's a star Wars movie. I mean, you like seven. Well, I know you did, right? the, the, there, there are a few things. Um, I've, I've read recently that 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 seven doesn't hold up on repeat viewings. I can't attest to that. I haven't seen it more than I. I'm not even sure that I've seen it more than once. Um, I remember it being very good, uh, despite the, uh, the you know Han dying. Spoilers. Hey, yeah. Uh, so let, let's let's start. Let's let's do away with that. We, it's been two years ago. So. Time, yeah, we, we have spoilers <laughs> all tonight. We're gonna do spoilers. And, for the and last anytime, day. anytime we talk about anything, I mean, when we talked about Blade <laughs> Runner. Right. We talked about how series end, and I think we spoiled like twelve different things. Right. Well, we're, yeah. We're, we're, so go ahead and spoil away, Dennis. Full spoilers for for Last Jedi. Um, I remember Rogue One being very good. I've definitely seen that twice. Um, it. I think it benefits from being out of the franchise, so there's less uh, there's less expectation sl slightly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not it's still in the main story, but it's all new characters aside from CGI Tarkin. Oh. Um, you didn't like Tarkin, Bill? Like, no, no, he's, he's fine. I'm just oh. I'm just saying oh, he's I... he's the only uh, one of the few recognized characters aside from archival footage of of x-wing pilots and, and things of that nature um and so you know you this this film had both of those to sort of live up to to say nothing of the original trilogy um and i kind of so i'm not, not, not sure where best to start i i put 
I put the the grievances in two categories. Um, the first one is called Spaceballs humor. Okay. The second one is called That's not how the force works. <laughs> um, the the Spaceballs humor one is fairly self explanatory. Like how how many times can we have BB-8 like hack into something? through brute force to save the day before it stops being funny yeah right sure but to, to me that's once right. um it, like, r2 got that about once a, once a movie he could like hack into something easy and then it's good right right it's like from the very start when he's like plugging the holes with the little arms and you're like okay physics but and then <laughs> Then he just slams his head into it, and the ship, the X-wing can f- can shoot again. Like, okay. I thought he was completing the circuit. That's why <laughs> he's, he's being, that's why it's shocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just short everything out, and and then it works. And hey, wait. To, to say let's... nothing of bombers in space. Oh, um, okay. You but know what? The, let's, the, let's, the let's physics, this... t- like that's a that's a thing a lot of people have complained about. I mean, I've said, and bombers I'm sure I'm. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I'm sure I didn't come up with this, but the way I always describe it is, um, space combat in Star Trek is like naval combat. The ships are like ships on the on the ocean. That's two dimensional. Whatever. In Star Trek, you said. In Star Trek, in Star Wars, the combat is like aerial combat. The the Tie Fighters and the X Wings fly like planes. They always move. They don't make zero degree turns or anything like that um if you want to see mostly realistic from my understanding of physics which i'm a web developer not a physicist (laughs) but um then you should watch battlestar galactica aside from the the complaint that everyone in every sci-fi has is that there's sound in space but whatever like propulsion and 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 movement all feels much more much more realistic in that franchise than in either of these two. I agree. But, I, not, I, don't, I don't want to jettison onto that one, but I will say the first time, maybe in the first or second episode of Battlestar, when Starbuck does like a zero G, just flips around backwards because it's space. You, yep. There's no momentum mm-hmm. that way. You can just flip around backwards and start right. shooting the thing behind her. It's like, whoa, this is a different kind of combat than you see in Star Wars or Star yeah. Trek. They're actually doing zero G combat. So, right. anyway, yeah, I agree. Moving on. Um, And so... Yeah, that's the comedy. There's, I'm sure there's, there are many more comedy uh, um, infractions there that I'm not remembering. I will go see it again with the rest of my family who still haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean um, the, the thing's going to make billions of dollars. I mean, I mean, it, I don't think it'll yeah, set records. It's not for word of mouth. And honestly, the the thing that's going to hit it the most is that. Uh, all the hardcore fans who who make the longevity of all the other Star Wars things, like we're going to go back again, we're going to take our friends, we're going to get more, and we're going to go see it six times. I don't think that they're going to see it more. I mean, I'll see it twice, but I saw the, all the other ones. I even seen, saw Phantom Menace like three times. You know, um, I know I did. Hey, it was a thing. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's focus this conversation a little bit. Okay, okay yeah. So so that's that's the first one. The second one, as I said, is uh, that's not how the Force works. Like. So many, and I've read a little bit online, people are saying some of these, uh, I'm going to call them force powers for lack of a better term, uh, come from games and other source material. I don't think that that's valid, but 
that's that's me. I think you're talking about like, the projection. I think Luke could be in there, right? No. The the projection. No. Um, Leia surviving. There you go. Yeah. The 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 connection between Luke and Ray. I mean, um, Kylo and Ray. Is that same sort of projection thing? Except the the problem with that is it's really the best part of the movie. It is, is actually. Is I that chemistry that. between those two characters and without that whatever astral force projection, you have no way of doing that. And so that that sort of gets a pass. Right. Um Yeah, the the big ones are are um are Leia surviving and and Luke projecting. Okay, so, so let, let's let's take that step by step here. Let's let's go. I, I want to make this not all negative. I want to make this because we we do. Yeah, I wanted cool. to start with the negatives so that we I could we could right. end on the positives. <laughs> end on the positives. So yeah, listeners, we're, we're not going to just rag on the even though we went sixty uh, the last Jedi for for the rest of the time. But I, I, let, let's go to Bill. Let's go back to the Spaceballs humor typing. That was a good comment. I, I agree. I personally agree with Dennis that, that the, the term Spaceballs humor is appropriate because there's, I think, in the opening scene with um, Poe doing the, the voice recording thing, hilarious. The whole audience laughed. I thought it was very funny, but that's not a Star Wars feel. How, how do you also, feel I, I can't take credit for that expression. I think it was Pat who said that. I think so, too. Uh, okay, so what do you think about it? Was the humor okay in this one? How did it fit with you? Um, with everybody saying Spaceballs humor, I didn't think it was that over the top. Okay. Um, personally, the Poe beginning, I was like, eh, maybe. It kind of took me out of the moment. You know, there's right. this T-70 X-Wing facing down a right. ju- uh, Juggernaut. So, I can't remember the name of this. A Mega Star Destroyer or something? No, weird a, thing? Uh, Dread, uh, Dreadnought, I think. Dreadnought. 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 I was like, oh, you know, that's pretty... Pretty right. dope, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, we'll dial into their right com link and ask for General Hux." Yeah, you, you know, I I had that same thing. I think <laughs> when I talk about, I've I've discussed this with several people, and and I think the best way I can put how I feel about the humor isn't that it's bad. I think that it's funny and it's great, and if you watch it, and it's the same kind of humor that's in some of the Marvel movies that mm-hmm. are like. They'll just put the one-liners in, or they'll do the little jokey thing to kind of break the tension, and that's fun. I think that's great in those movies. But in this one, the real problem is that uh, they emotionally build you up, right? Because it's Star Wars. You have something that is incredibly cool that, for some reason, we have this thing in our past, and even people who don't, who are new to the franchise, have this, like, this is cool, and they put something neat, and an X-Wing comes into a, a Dreadnought Star Destroyer. And they build you up emotionally. And then what they do is immediately pull that carpet out from you with a joke. Yeah. Typically, the levities, you know, used to get you over the hump of something huge and emotional. You know. Right. Not get, just right off the get you back bat. up or you're okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and this, this, one, this one just slammed it over you. And they, did it, they didn't just do it on that one. They did it all throughout the whole show. Every time they used humor, it was an emotional part where you're like, this is something that can sit with me and I can really appreciate. And they just undercut you it every time. Yeah, and, it, it really kind of spoils it. That's part to go back what I was saying about yeah. BB-8. Like the confrontation between Finn and Phasma like should have been impactful. It should have felt significant yes and th- then you just have bb-8 like deus ex control um um ATST. atst and and gg you know right yeah yeah and and i think the mother of all of these is that you have such a, a build-up of 
uh, Ray handing Luke Skywalker Anakin's lightsaber. Like, this is the moment that we've been waiting. This is really the moment we've all been waiting 34 years with. And it's a humor gag that he just tosses it. Yeah. You know, I, I get that a director can just say, I want to, I want to change shift things, but this is something that I don't know. I guess something about Star Wars, when you put it into a genre, it's got, it does have humor. Yes, it's got, it's got funny things. It's also got drama things. It's got space things and silly things. But but if anything, it's an emotional show. I think it really feels four, five, and six. And which is interesting, not to sidetrack, but on the solo movie that's coming out next year, Disney got rid of the two directors that did the Lego movie because they were too jokey. They were too jokey, right? That's, and then all of a sudden, right. here's the Last Jedi, and there's jokes every ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it, what's odd enough is that. Did, I don't know if you knew this, but they Disney gave Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last Jedi, his own Star Wars trilogy. They're giving him three movies that, that has nothing to do with yep. anything. 10, 11, 12. Yeah. No, no. It's not 10, 11, 12. They're just three movies that aren't in the main. That, oh, okay. Uh, I thought that that meant that they saw this and they were giving this huge, like, oh, this is everything we want, which maybe they do. But it's it's difficult to think that. Now that that's what our future Star Wars is is this kind of jokey Marvel thing, and and I, it works in Marvel. I mean, it works when you're watching Civil War and Spider Man's throwing quips out all the time. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a question of balance. Like, there's plenty of humor in the original trilogy, you know. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Trotsky with, had mentioned the the Han making jokes and C three PO. Um, it's just not. You know, it's just timed better. Yeah, and 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 he he the director used it, or maybe the writer, whoever it was, used humor in this movie to undercut emotional uh, strings every time. And and every time we would get something that would be you know nice and and something that's is touching, all of a sudden we'd have a joke that would just pull the legs out from underneath it. And this, I, this and is I, why we can't have nice things. <laughs> this is why we can't right. So and and it, it, I'm not saying it's a terrible thing. Here's my real big kind of problem now that I have is that it's Ryan Johnson that, that bothers me now. It's that that he wasn't to make a Star Wars movie. He was to make his movie in the Star Wars universe. And I know I, I have a feeling that that's what Disney was supporting. They were supporting their director, supporting a new way. They can't just stick with nostalgia forever. And I get For that. sure. But, but he didn't make a Star Wars movie. He made like a modern kind of movie, and maybe that's that's why everybody likes that's not everybody, but why some people like it all so much. Why people who come in like I love this because the the backlash is both. There's people who absolutely love it, mm -hmm. and that's because it's such a fresh, modern, new Star Wars thing. Very very polarizing. So quick poll: um, which which do you guys think was better between um, Force Awakens and Rogue One? Force Awakens. Or The Last Jedi. Yeah. Are you talking about Force Awakens or The Last Jedi? No. Like, so this is the third since Disney. Okay. Which do you think was better, the Episode 7 or Rogue One? I'll go answer that first. Well, that's hard because Episode 7 I waited 30 years to see. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Right. The, the, the anticipation built and then it was pretty good. So... I mean, I, I after like how you discounted the prequels as even waiting time. No. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like the prequels set the expectations so low, and then you know, 
Well, the real result from his comment there is that that he was satisfied with seven enough that 30 years was enough to where he could say that's 30 years. Yep. That, that you were satisfied. Seven gave you the satisfaction that you wanted after 30 mm-hmm. years, right? Correct. I want to see where things went. Right. Uh, I think... I gotta say episode seven. Sheesh. I mean, I, I like Rogue One a lot. Matter of fact, I've been binge watching it over and over again since. Jedi. <laughs> I'd be in the same camp. I really enjoyed Rogue One, but it was kind of one of those you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think that was sure. it's just and 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 but I liked I, it, it. It here's here's my big thing about humor. When we go back to humor in the Last Jedi, um, the Last Jedi had humor. Rogue One had a lot of humor in it. Like K two is. Hilarious! That pretty much only came from K two. Yeah, right. It It wasn't spread about everybody in the galaxy. Well, right. Well, and there's other I liked, and there's other some campy moments like the uh, I can never pronounce his name, but it's the guy who's the blind guy that used to be Mm -hmm. like from the Wills, Mm -hmm. and he beats all the stormtroopers, and then he sits on top of the stormtroopers and he makes like a joke. You know that is that works. That's totally fine. It works in that moment, and every time he says it, it's 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 good. It doesn't undercut your emotional feeling. There's no big like, oh my gosh, this is the most, you know, my heart is pounding. I love this. And then it's a joke. Mm-hmm. It's like so, somebody, somebody in that movie figured out how to make an, an Android funny that talks. Right. Right. Like the beeping droids are funny because, you know, somebody else figured out how to make beeps convey emotion. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's, that's some John Williams stuff, but um, <laughs> level John Williams level stuff. But um, I mean, C three PO is 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 never funny. It's like slightly funnier than Jar Jar Binks. I'm gonna get mail for that. <laughs> like, you know, it's like it's rough. A, a little bit. If you're, you know, I think once you get Poor past Tony like Daniels, you don't like that actor. <laughs> once you, once you get past like 15, 16 years old, you're like, uh, it's all just groans. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, but they, but they they bash him down in, pretty much like all the time after that. Like after the first original trilogy, they they tear him down all the time. Sure. So yeah, I mean the stuff that makes the the stuff that makes three PO funny is the other characters interacting with him yeah, later on when sure. he he doesn't talk as much. It's um, it's funnier. Um, okay, hey, so I've, let's shift this. Let's ask the question okay, between you two here. Let's let's talk about some some good things. We mentioned the 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 rate here. Actually, I want to comment on your force doesn't works comment. Here's one of my beefs about the original trilogy and how things have been handled afterwards. There wasn't enough force. I thought the force was cool and that it had force lightning. The only one dude in the whole galaxy could do that mm-hmm. was amazing. You could talk, you make somebody think your way, but only really the weak minded. You could lift some things, but man, Darth Vader took some, he was the most powerful jet in the world and he had to really concentrate to like moosh crud around everywhere and throw it at people. <laughs> so it was, force was awesome, but it wasn't like wickedly powerful, which is cool. I, I get that. And people still appreciate that. But I actually wanted as a kid playing a force user, I wanted to have more cool things. And I will say that the prequels at least gave me some of that. They like force speed and some of that. Um, so uh, when you, Kylo you wanted Ren, the, you wanted the first couple Harry Potter movies. Yeah, right, right. So when Kylo Ren stopped that that blaster bolt, I was immediately satisfied. I was like, oh, oh yeah. there's I more. That was very cool, right? There's more mm-hmm. Force things that we haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. and it just keeps getting more powerful and more amazing. And I've seen some of the extended stuff, like I've seen Rebels, and I've seen some of the Clone Wars, and where they they showed this 
more powerful sides of the force that like, okay, what you saw was just the beginning by a guy named Luke Skywalker who really wasn't trained in the force, you know? So I liked it. I mean, in the last Jedi, I didn't mind the force projections and the, the linking and the, the new Jedi powers. I thought it was cool. I was fine with all that. Uh, I think what Dennis, when he refers to this isn't how the force works, uh, I think everybody's referring to spacewalk Leia. Spacewalk Leia. She yeah, like that's that's really I mean, the the Luke thing is kind of weird, mostly because it really undercuts the 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 crescendo of his duel and him having all the ATATs shoot at him and him survive like that's all really cool when you see it. And then when you find out that he's just been astrally projecting himself there, it, it you know, it's like Mike said on the drive home or the next day, you're like, oh, wait a minute, that that's actually nothing impressive about that at all and then they call back to the the connection between kylo and ray um being beyond her strength because it would destroy her and you're like oh well that's why luke died um all of that was okay aside from the the stuff i mentioned about about luke's duel but the the stuff with the stuff with leia was like what no why like and also, she's not I'm trained. Confi- by the way, remember clearly right. she was never trained. Right, she was never trained, and I don't understand why they didn't kill her character off. Yeah, I, I don't understand either. Well, because they she died after they're done filming. Is the problem? Oh, right, right. They didn't know that she was going to have correct. I mean, I I, I guess, though, but right? yeah, they could have edited all of that stuff out and or you know shuffled it around a little bit and. You know, they had her blast out into space like it was a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Um, to to give that character a, an end. You know who 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 I I'm actually offended by. These are one of those things that keep coming. I say keep making me matter matter. Is that they <laughs> they gave Akbar the worst death ever. It's like, oh yeah. Um, by the way, Admiral Akbar was blasted out during that thing. We didn't see it, but he's dead now. You're like, right? Really? Like. Uh, and you have all these new characters. Like, I'm not a big fan of Holdo. Some people who love this one love Holdo, the new uh, Laura Dern's character. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought, why do you why do you have a completely new character that we don't even know that's going to die? And why don't you just put Akbar in there? Yeah, Akbar could have done all that. He could have done that, and he would have had like an amazing in- exit. He would have died. He was like saved the Rebel fleet, and, like brought all that nostalgia plus you know, in people who didn't know him. So oh yeah, that would that would I mean if if they had given that part to Akbar, that would have been a great end for his you do, character. You do need to look up the word fleet though. There's only one ship that was left. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right, right. Yeah, okay. So, but before we before we jump over to the positives, do you want to talk about the the conflict between Poe and the Admiral and Finn's uh, income inequality side mission, all of which is completely superfluous uh, to the yeah, film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Like, uh, all it took was a two-minute conversation between Poe and the Admiral, or the Admiral and anyone else on the ship to say, yeah, we're filling up the pods because there's a planet up there that we're going to escape to, and none of that had to happen at all. Well, okay, so, yes, I don't want to focus on all the bad, but I got to take a moment. I got to take a moment on some bad stuff. So, so you two, give me just a second here. The problem that I have, there's two things I want to say. One is that... um, uh, the, our main characters are no longer interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. Ray is gets two lessons that we already knew these things, and she basically kind of knew them anyway. She never learns anything. 
Uh, Luke is a character that we all knew and love, and he's drastically changed um, to nothing what he was. And you can say, oh, he's 40 years older, but Luke saw the good in his father after so much time and was fighting after this evil, evil man. You think that he just senses a little bit of, re of, of badness in, in one of his, his nephew even, and he's going to kill the guy? This is not Luke Skywalker. Or Luke Skywalker. Abandoned the fight. He's yeah. lost. He just does. And then, and then he walks away from everything. And then it's just not Luke. So he kind of cuts Luke. Leia is fairly boring through the whole thing. Um, mm -hmm. Ray was interesting in Seven. Really had some like mysteries. And I really, really, really am bothered that this new director decided that he was going to just, just toss away all mysteries from Episode Seven and just say they're they're stupid. You know, or you, you screw the, you. You don't. You don't. The you argument. Don't, you think the argument can be made to to play devil's advocate with that a little bit. The argument can be made that Kylo is just uh, messing with her. I and thought that, that too, and that's but at one point he does even say like "You've seen it," yeah. When he's referring to like, "I know," mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. They could they could obviously retcon this. I, I will. Well, say yeah. The the problem with those two characters is that they're more interesting together, and they brought them together. Like that fight with them and the uh, what do you call those guys in the red robes? I've seen them in the video games. Oh, the, the um, Imperial Guard. Yeah, the Imperial Guard. <laughs> like that's all really good, and then they just throw it away. Like yeah. They, they that just throw sort away of everything. They throw that sort of gray conflict between the completely untrained light side character and the you know unstable emotional man child dark character had a lot of potential. It, it does and it was just and, and, discarded. And we, well, I'm sure we'll talk about that in the good thing. But I will say the, the bad thing is that that Kylo is not a good villain. He he's been mm -mm. decimated by an untrained Jedi. She's not even really technically a Jedi. No, and train force user like twice now, just ha ass handed to him. Um, he is not threatening. Yeah, and if anything, he just throws fits all the time. Um, he didn't like beat Snoke in some awesome display of the force. He just actually cut him down by switching that thing. Which is Snoke's another thing. Snoke was had potential to be a great hero or not hero, a villain, and he. He handed Kylo his butt to do that force lightning through the type thing, and it was like, "You're nothing to me." And I know that's part of the plot point, but the thing is, is that that makes him better and Kylo even more kind of weaker. And you can do that whole journey into the uh, him back to the light side and type thing. But they just, again, they just like, nah, forget it. Okay, so he, here's my thing with the directors and actually with Disney in general. Um, I don't believe that there's a there's a, a leader here. The problem is, is that Marvel, Marvel as an example of a Disney enterprise has a man named Kevin Feige and he is executive producer for all of the Marvel films. And he makes sure that there is an arc. We want to take this. We want to take everything up to the infinity wars and everything has to fit into this point here. We need characters at certain points to be in certain places. And he's there to just do that. Now they make sure that in the movies that they have really Thor or Captain America or Ant-Man even that they, the directors and storytellers can tell their own story. Just, there's just key points that got to kind of just stay the same or change, and they have to happen in these stories. And this guy knows the, the arc, right? And he knows the thing. Star Wars doesn't have that. I guarantee you Kathleen Kennedy is not, the, you know, who's the, the person in charge of this over at Disney, is not saying, like, this is where we want the story. There's no one running episodes one, two, or, sorry, seven, eight, nine. J.J. Uh, Abrams, master of setups and uh, movie pitches, but not actually following through, 
started episode seven, left us with tons of interesting mysteries and neat things. Of course, he doesn't know the answers to either. Guess what? He's also not put in charge to answering those missions, uh, those mysteries. He just was told, make episode seven, write it, get the people to write it, run it, and then you could go walk. You don't Mm -hmm. have to do anything else ever again. And that was not given a direction. He was not told, Ray must be like this, introduce Finn. No, that's J.J. Abrams made the whole story up. But when he's gone, the next guy comes in. There's no story writer saying, by the way, here's how episode uh, uh, nine is going to end. So let's get to this point. It's just new director. Now, where do you want to take this? And Ryan Johnson clearly thought that all of the mysteries that were that J.J. Abrams set up were silly and uh, trite and didn't matter. So he's just like, ah, let's not even worry about that. Let's just start our own movie. Mm-hmm. Let's do our own Star Wars movie and not worry about some story. We'll do the little bit, but not a lot. So we're left with what might be considered a complete story where the characters have been undercut, who nobody cares about anymore. No one, we, we, we like Finn a little bit. We did, I, don't, I don't like Finn at all now. He's, he's a coward and his useless stories. <laughs> he tried to desert both sides. Yeah, he, he just totally got busted did. He's the, the worst. Time. And he, he beat Phasma. Oh, that's, which is ridiculous. Oh. This guy was a janitor five minutes ago, and now he's beating the. BB 8 beat Phasma. Huh? BB-8 beat Phasma. Oh, okay, all right, BB-8 did, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so this this is supposed to be a thing. And then Rose, I, I, I the actress seems very sincere. I like how it's done. But, again, I don't get any chemistry between those two people. And I'm constantly no. watching Finn and Ray give awkward hugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm, none of this mm-hmm. thing, nothing matters. And Poe was one interesting character who brought, uh, the actor brought Poe from who was supposed to be a killed character in Episode Seven, something really cool character. He's horrible in this one. They, they like make him sound like a petulant child who is like put in his place because he made horrible mistakes. I want to know what's going to happen on this mission. I want. To yeah, right, right. He's just terrible. So here's the worst thing I can say about Star Wars, a Star Wars movie. And I'm going to say it for this one. I didn't even say it for episode one. I'm not really interested in episode nine. I got, I got nothing. What do I care? I, it's, sure, it'll be another movie in the Star Wars universe. I'll watch it because of that. But. Do I, is there a thing that Ray matters? Is Kylo Ren, why would Kylo Ren want to rule the, the galaxy? He, he's got no motive for that. He's never wanted to. Well, I'd, I'd like to interject on your, on your concept of, of one man in charge, because I, I think we all saw what happened when Star Wars had one man in charge. Episodes one, two, and three. You're saying one, two, and three? Exactly. But he exactly. had four, five, six, too, though. No, sure, he had four. Sure. No, he did five and six too. It's written by him. Him, him and casted. Right. But but the thing that's my my point was the writing. That, that, that it was the story had had by one person in charge of it. Or at Do least you think that to to kind of sidetrack a little bit since you brought up this whole director writer thing, do you think that had uh JJ Abrams been given the entire trilogy, we would have gotten a cohesive story? Uh that puts a lot of faith in JJ Abrams. Because I don't. I mean, I'm not the sure the story the story that I've heard, yeah, the story that I've heard about um, Lost is that they had a story, but the network made them keep the show going because it was so successful, and so they ran out of steam. It didn't. It still didn't really have that great of an ending, but I think they had to keep pushing off the ending because the whole show depended on that suspense. Yes, uh, but. It's really relevant to point out J.J. Abrams' role in Lost. He was the guy who wrote the pilot, and that's all he did, and then he walked away. 
Oh, so yeah, he, he I guess did that's... what he did with episode seven. He set up tons of mysteries. It's amazing that everybody wanted to watch, and then had no answers. He just walked away. He's just like, I like to think this is interesting, and then and then he's done. Mm. Alias. Now this... he he did Alias too. It's the same thing. He set up all these things with the Rimbaldi art, artifact and all these interesting things with his character, but there was no in- answers. There's nothing. He's just an idea guy that has. Yeah, really I mean cool it's stuff. it's it's hard to nail an ending. the The first reboot Star Trek movie was really good. I felt like I don't know now. Enough time has gone past that I don't think I can clearly speak to the quality of the ending. Yeah, what even happened? Do we know what happened? I can't remember. Like we talk about the the first, not Into Darkness, like the Star Trek movie, right? Right. Kirk became who was even the villain? Uh, the Romulan guy who. Oh yeah, yeah. Messed up the timelines. Oh right, right, right. Nero. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was actually that's when you talked about had all the fields and stuff. But with when, when the, well, it was right. good. It was the best of the new ones. None of none of the subsequent yeah, films Abram, Abrams did, that. did that. So I'll I'll give him that. I don't I want to bash the guy because I I like actually a lot of his work and I'm and I'm actually really glad that he is working on episode nine because maybe he'll have something here. Um, but my point was, I mean, he that- definitely had in, in the, in the few like behind the scenes, uh, videos that I've seen, he had what I felt like the appropriate level of respect for the franchise star Wars as a fan. Oh, for sure. Um, oh yeah. You're right. Right. I agree. To, to, to make, to make that film a success. Right. Well, okay, so, okay, so that, that's all the, the bad stuff. Let's, there is yeah, good stuff. Let's, let's get our 60% shift gears a little bit. Right. So Dennis, tell me, tell me the things you like. You already mentioned the the, the connection between uh, Ray and Kylo. That was pretty cool. Um, I I talked about uh, Luke's death. Um, that, like I said, in the in the theater watching it, all of it was very satisfying. Like you see him walk out there. the The thing with the with the dice was kind of weird because it doesn't fit with the whole projection thing like that sort of broke me out of it and when he collapses and vanishes i'm like oh yeah kylo said earlier that doing this would have killed her if ray was doing the projection so that sort of makes sense it's not until thinking about it later that you realize that all of the impact of the duel is undercut by the fact that he's not actually there um well he he never does like i I, I will say I saw it from a different perspective. I saw when that happened, I saw that I knew that he wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how, especially if you watch it a second time, you probably did when you saw it, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Like, you notice he's got the full, like, dark beard. He's young. Luke. Yeah, he was almost projected how Kylo remembered him or about that time when Kylo left. Right. Because so, the first thing I thought was like, oh, he had time to stop at Great Clips. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I, I, did, I did notice that. I think I probably just assumed that it was some kind of, some other kind of force magic that we haven't seen. Like, <laughs> it's got a Great like Clips. Like Leia not dying. It's force magic. You can take right. your beard and color it. <laughs> um, a little. Just for Jedi's. Just for Jedi's. Rever- yeah. I'm going to open up a aging. hair salon and call it Just for Jedi's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I knew that because he walks in there and he's just like, he's young Luke now. And, and so I, my actually first thought was that Leia only saw him and then he walks out and everybody else starts seeing him like, okay. But I was at that point, I still had that in my head. I thought, okay, let's see when he interacts with anybody and he never does. And he like dodges everything Kylo has. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, he's definitely not there. He's definitely not there. He's definitely not there. 
Hmm. Um, so, so I saw it from that perspective and I was actually really cool. It's so funny because I was in a theater and I kind of knew that was happening. And then when everybody else saw him hovering over that thing, the theater went wild. And I was satisfied with that too. I was like, that's yeah, cool. it was, it was very satisfying. And as previously mentioned, all of the chemistry between Kylo and Ray was very good. Um, I particularly liked, uh, the shirtless scene when she says, don't you have a cowl or something you can wear? <laughs> right. right. It's a little. Uh, He's like, no. Little, <laughs> yeah. It's all, it's almost wordplay because cowl is not a word people normally use, <laughs> right? But of course, him being quote unquote bad, uh, right? Uh, I I, I kind of like the, the Yoda scene. I kind of like the fact that they had Yoda on there. It, I know it, it didn't was, need to. It be, was not but, bad. You know, him it being was, bad it was, was good. That uh, was pretty good. As as unsatisfying as everything about, you know. The, they killed off Snoke and that the way that that was played I actually liked it it was fairly clear you know before that it wasn't like a big shock or anything but I could see where that was going um, as much as I don't like that he came out of nowhere and we have no backstory for him and he's killed off yeah. in the way that like where Force Awakens was a sort of parallel retelling of a new hope this movie should have been a retelling of um empire strikes back except they folded in the ending from return of the jedi yeah right in in the in like the fleet and the killing you know the betrayal of the of the master by the apprentice um all that to, to the point where like you said mike we we don't know where the story's going anymore because you just offed the big bad, um, the but the actual not that really big bad, <laughs> right? The actual mechanics of him just nullifying both of them, and then um, Kylo sort of playing playing mind tricks with him is a little like it's the most impressive thing we've seen Kylo do. Like, other than that, he's lost sort he's lost lightsaber duels to a complete amateur, and throne temper tantrums mm-hmm. like we've never seen him do anything uh impressive cool. except cooler in for... the first one when he like could read people's minds and torture them and stop bullets. now i will say on uh dennis's point how he said you know you're looking for a retelling of empire strikes back if you believe all the keyboard warriors on the internet that flame <laughs> the force awakens because it was a mirror image of star wars or episode four right you know and they swore up and down this better not be a retelling of empire Right. So in one point, you could even think maybe Disney decided, like, maybe we need a little more humor. But they went a little too far. Right. Because you know how Empire was right drawing you down, making you feel bad. Even ended on a down note. At least this uh-huh. one, they kind of brought it back around. And then also with Snoke, a thing I've been reading a lot, is everybody's like, oh, he didn't get enough screen time. We don't know anything about him. Well, if you look at it in the original trilogy, you didn't know anything really about the Emperor either. Yeah. Until the prequels came along. They right. saw, oh, okay, this is how he rose to power. Right. And I'd be willing to bet they probably have about the same amount of screen time. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't I don't need a background to smoke, per se. Yeah. He was awesome as a bad guy. I just wish they wouldn't have offed him so quickly on the screen. I guess I didn't need to, to have background. I needed to have, like, foreground. Like, I wanted him more on the screen doing stuff, cool True. stuff that he was doing. Because the Emperor, you're right, wasn't... On, on there much, but when he, in Jedi, when he came out, he was pretty, like, terrifying the whole time, right? And Snoke never really had that opportunity, I guess. Um, 
Uh, so, all right, Bill. So, what do, what do you think? Give me, give me some. You rated it at like a seventy-two. What's something you really liked about this show? Man, that's almost a hard question. <laughs> like it puts me at like. I'll lead with porgs. I did like the porgs. Porgs, yeah. So, so wait, you didn't mind the the the, the chewy porg thing when he's going to eat the? Oh, that was hilarious. Okay, I right. laughed hard. <laughs> right. You think? Um, do you think he finished eating? Did he eat it? No, I'm sure. <laughs> I did enjoy. Um, Originally, with the dreadnought, when Poe references, like, we have a chance to take out a dreadnought, not the dreadnought. Right. And so, you know, that almost shows you the size of, you know, the Imperial power. Like, first they, order. they must have another one. Yeah, the first right, order. Right. Like, they got probably three or four of these things. But right, like, we have right. a chance to take one. Right. You know, let's risk it all or let's try. Right. Um, I did like two toward the end when the, um, I'm not even sure what they're called, the new walkers. The bigger adats, yeah, and had the liberal adats with it and stuff. Yeah, the, the original adats, they had a couple were, of those, okay. so they were tucked in there. Like yeah. if you look when they're all lined up, this shows like the sheer size of them. Oh yeah, I like that different sizes ones. Those are cool, right? And especially like the second viewing, you know, it's looking everywhere on the screen, and even when Phasma, they're getting ready to quote unquote execute, right? You know, uh, Finn and Tank Girl. You know, they're showing the adats in the background being loaded, like the big oh, right. carriers, just moving them around. Like, that's oh, cool. that's so cool. It is you cool, know? right? That's something I want to see, like, in the second view. I think that would be really yeah, cool. just look at everything. You know, you don't really, I got. I don't need to pay attention to this now. I know what's going to happen, so I'll right. look elsewhere, just not at the main characters. Someone recently asked me about the adats. They said, like, oh, that's the dumbest thing, like, like the, the design for a tank type thing, putting them on four long, huge walkers, still thing. Mm. And I totally agree with that. I think that... That if you look at that from an impassioned standpoint, I think they're the coolest thing in the world. But that oh, is terrible. Yeah, right? for that's, sure. That's the worst. But but my reply to that was like, yes, everywhere we've seen the adits is really a bad use, except in Rogue One. Like Rogue One, they're intimidating. They, they're they're supposed to be talkers are over trees, mm-hmm. and they can they can shoot over the trees and like like a huge tank that nothing else could, and they just walk through the forests. And you're like, now that. That I get, mm-hmm. you know. That's it. Reminds me of the ships in um, in War of the Worlds, except you can see the legs; they're not invisible. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right, right. Well, War of the Worlds in the second in the the Tom Cruise one, you can actually see the legs, right? Well, I mean, in the original, <laughs> the original one. <laughs> we won't get on that topic, but now, uh, so yeah, the, the famous radio drama. What right. do you think about uh, Del Toro's character? <sighs> I, I thought underutilized. I thought for a while he. Okay, so there's there. You mentioned that I'll, I'll say that with this this comment. You said that they shouldn't have retreaded Empire, and they were there was that problem. Actually, I wouldn't have a problem if they retreaded I, I Empire. Would, I would agree. <laughs> I will say that somebody. I mean, it's held up as as the the iconic dark middle part of a of a trilogy. Right, how why would you not? If there's you know, one, you do. how many how many critics say that X film is the Empire Strikes Back of whatever franchise yep, they're talking right. about well well i i read something the other day from a keyboard warrior that that actually put it in perspective to me a little bit actually they did they hit so many points of empire like there is um the the um uh, what's las vegas that they go to it's cantino right yeah that's right that, that's uh basically that's that's uh best been on the ground you know i mean it's yeah. they go to a different place to get a guy that's a smuggler guy I had an inkling of hope that Lando was going to be rolling the dice for a brief moment. I was <laughs> right. like, oh, which is, by the way, the guy that they had with lapel, that, another, that's a humorous thing. It was really terrible. Like the guy's like this really corny dude. Anyway, um, so they hit, they hit all, they were hitting all those points. It's Hoth, 
but with salt instead yep. of the thing. They, they have a guy that's training on, uh, instead of Dagobah, it's an island. You know, he's, they've got weird creatures that like Dagobah has. Um, so, they um, almost had pod racing. They are, <laughs> that's right. But they, they were hitting, <laughs> they were hit, definitely hitting, um, uh, episode five for, you know, for a lot of points throughout the whole sure. thing. So this was the Lando-ish personage you're introduced to into this one. And it was nowhere near Lando calories. No, no. I mean, I, he was, no. not only was Rose and Finn's point useless, he was even double useless. I mean, the they, guy they're supposed to find or DJ, Del Toro. Uh, Del Toro. No, Del Toro. Like, like he was, I don't even know what to think about him. At first part, you're like, okay, this, if this works out and he helps them, Stop this thing, cloaking device, right? Okay, he's a cool new character that has a heart of gold. He's yep. he's an actual kind of a Han Solo. I thought he was going. He's fit the that new Han. Yep. Yeah. I'm taking the money, but then mm-hmm. here I come. Right, but then uh, and it's not bad that he went bad guy. I'm not upset about that. It's just that none of it mattered. He didn't matter. Nothing mattered, and so I don't like his character at all because I I, I would say that you could edit all of Canto Blight out. Oh, yeah, that'll be a scene advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. you can edit it out and the game, the, the show won't matter. Except for the fact that uh, you just got to say that Finn ruined it, killed all these nameless uh, rebels because um, he, you know, they told him about the, the cloaking. The cloaking because well, because the Admiral, the Admiral didn't tell him the plan. Also, um, I, don't, I don't know if this is more clear on a second viewing, but um, Del Toro's character betrays the cloaking codes yeah. to the first order yeah. the a, a specific detail about a plan that neither poe or finn or rose knew about in any way yeah so like who gave him those codes so that he could give them to phasma or even say hey they're gonna be cloaked when they hop off that wait ship. wait did, did right they, wait let's get our timing here right because I, I actually i wonder about that this is something a second viewing will we'll let me i'll watch pay attention to i think actually when Finn and Rose and that guy were were talking to Poe. I think at that point Poe knew. No, did he know? No, he did not know. They they hopped off because remember. Are you serious? Um, then this makes no sense. <laughs> I don't think they'd even met back up with Poe yet. They were talking to him. Because Poe helped them smuggle off, if I remember correctly, didn't he? Uh, somehow, I, you know what? I think he talked to them when they were leaving Canto Blight and going to the 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 super uber star destroyer. Uh, he talked to them because they were on a ship. That's what it was. They were on that stolen ship. Mm-hmm. And they called Poe. But you're right. I don't think Poe knew then. So how the heck did he know about it? Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Okay. So, And I really thought, too, for a brief moment when they had, they were giving him all his money. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, he, he's opening up. He's putting like a thermal detonator in there. And that's going to blow up the inside of the ship. And then you have right. your epic... 30-second fight between Phasma and Finn. Right, right. But it wasn't. Then the second time, I was like, oh, there's a guy standing there watching him. He's just counting the money. Right. Uh, we also we also didn't really talk about the light speed as a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Like, which, why in, don't we just in the moment, every In the like moment that? was very cool, but, but really that kind of power, like, all it takes is one volunteer suicide yeah. bomber to, to take an X-Wing into light speed right into the Death Star. Just a droid. Just make a droid do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay, we're, we're, guys, we're on the, the positives yeah, the, here. Positives. We, we went back into the channel name. It, Sorry. Channel it in to the positives. Uh, I, I love Luke, uh, ending Luke. I, I thought that was great. Uh, I'm not f- upset about him dying because I, I, I hope that the third lesson that he didn't ever taught Ray is actually going to be as a force goes. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I, I didn't even really mind his his characterization as as sort of a grumpy old man. Like it, it I could sort of buy it. I'm I'm less familiar with um, various other source materials that that are supposed to have come in between. But like, he's a guy who was a pretty whiny, petulant child in the original trilogy, um, and we don't have any official record of him in between in this intervening like 40 years and so i could buy that i'm sure there are there are extensive reasons why it's it's not true to various other source materials i didn't i didn't mind it i thought it was good it was it was funny at points their sparring match in the rain when he got tripped up and right where you would have hit the steps, he just stopped himself like two inches above. Oh yeah, mm, I forgot that about that cool. scene. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I forgot about that. Although I hated that that Ray won that. I mean, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. I know he's old and he's sixty six years old, mm-hmm. but still, like, I just wanted to be like force push. Yeah, and like, I kept waiting. Oh for wait, that. wait, no, he wasn't open to the force then. No, he was because no, she said he was closed off. But... Right, but how did he force like hover? Okay, we're getting into semantics again. He, if he didn't, he he forced hover on the <laughs> steps, right? Like mm-hmm. he, he had to force someone. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that was a good scene. Um, and I like that too. I, I didn't like Luke milking a blue cow thing. I didn't like that. That was, that was very fantasy. Dumb. What the, uh, what about the blue milk? The, the cow? One no, no, but in the blue milk when they show Leia, when she's sitting there thinking on the bridge and they have that can. I didn't see like that. Yeah. I didn't see that. Is another blue milk call out? No. I, I will say, uh, although we complained is, about. Is the blue milk thing, is that a callback to something else? Cause yeah. we talked about this with, uh, with Fox and Pat talking about, um, Midnight shows and Fox said something about a cocktail oh, blue milk. Yeah, in in episode four, I forget. Amaru is not pouring a big Star Wars. Person, yeah, right? yeah, is pouring pretty much milk. Oh, okay, color blue. Right, right from the ver- from the very beginning. Yeah, okay, very, got very it, beginning. Got it. Luke's kid, he's getting served blue milk for breakfast. Yeah, I mean it's literally one of those if you don't see it, you know, or unless you watch episode four nine million times as a child, which I think we might have done. Oh right? yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, I, I my thing too is I want to say a, a positive thing. I, I complain about the dropping the bombs. I totally do. Uh, but I liked that whole scene. I liked that they were like getting destroyed and they were just pushing everything in to kill this mega star destroyer. And, mm-hmm. and, and I liked that Poe had serious consequences and Leia was ticked and demoted him. That, that mm-hmm. was cool. That whole thing was neat. And I liked uh, Rose's sister, how she sacrificed herself. And it was a very emotional moment that they didn't joke around with. And she died. Yeah. And it was cool. yeah. That was very cool. Um, the bombers were neat that they were doing. Although, again, we'll say that, you know, if you can, if you have one spot on your star destroyer that you can blow up, why do you come at it like from the front? Why don't you just come up from the top? You know what <laughs> exactly I mean? Exactly right. <laughs> like it's, it's, as, as Dennis said, it's like, it's not like a real three dimensional battle, but you should, you know, don't go straight at the star well, destroyer. Come up from the top. It's, it's like, it's, it's Star Wars. The, the, uh, the, co- the space combat is very like, aerial combat dropping bombs is a little on the nose but that feels like a nitpick to me when there are i mean it is some some serious shortcomings in this film i mean i mean really if you go back to episode four uh why did they have to go down the trench why don't they just like come right to the edge of the trench shoot the bombing yeah exactly right i did enjoy uh with laura dern's kamikaze move um with snoke's command ship it was so big it just cut the wing off and it was still going you know the other starty stores got imploded or what have you but it's still just trucking along yeah, they. I like the I like the um, the sound guy down there. Like they just shut all the sound off for a bit, minute. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, my my laugh out loud moment of the second viewing. I'm sure he probably timed it well. But when 
the theater goes dead quiet. Just her, just kind of back. Go, holy crap! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, aside from completely destroying the 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 world, kind of like um, into darkness's long distance teleporter, uh, it was very satisfying to watch. Yeah, it was very cool to see that happen. Uh, I I will say some some people have thrown that out as like a, a good director cinematical moment that's not been done in so long enough or a mastery. I want to point out, in all fairness to whoever the director was of episode two um, in the Clone Wars, Bo- uh, Jango Fett is when Slave One with Boba Fett and they're chasing and um, they're in Gen- above Genosis mm-hmm. and um, there's a scene where Obi-Wan Kenobi comes in in his Jedi fighter thing mm-hmm. and he comes out of hyperspace and they're in an asteroid field. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden Jango attacks him and he's and there's no sound. The, the sound director, uh, Bert, I think is the name, he says that there's no music. There's just sound throughout that whole time. And Django is is uh, chasing him. And in one part, Django goes like, uh, it's time to finish this. And he shoots off this seismic charge missile. And all of a sudden, when it goes off, the whole theater, there's no sound in the whole movie. It's the same exact effect. There's no sound. All of a sudden, like three seconds later, boom, and you hear this like massive explosion. Mm. And then he shoots off another one. And then all of a sudden, the theater goes quiet. And then it's a boom explosion again. So this isn't the first time this was happened. Not even in a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. So it, not that it's any not cool. It's still very neat. And I appreciated it. But it's not the first time that it was ever done. You know, the guy did it the first time. I did enjoy uh, when Poe in the beginning was flying, taking out the cannons for the small ships. Oh, because he was awesome. Poe's yeah, awesome. Yeah, they actually, um, on the X-Wing crowd, or pretty much everybody's talking, he actually pulled two moves. Yeah. From the game, and everyone's like, Actually, you can't do that because the game mechanics say you can't do that. <laughs> he talent rolled and then went into a K turn, which would be double stress. Uh. <laughs> you know, that game that plays like it's a jet fighter game, not like it's right. very true. Yeah, I was like, right. Uh, I, I, I will say that uh, it, it was a fun movie. Uh, I, I'm definitely gonna watch it again, and I, I don't know if it'll get better over time or worse over time. Um, a friend of ours sent us a, a post about the New York Times review for episode five, Empire Strikes Back, was scathing and, and dogged it. Like it was the worst movie when it when it came out. Okay. He said it was a terrible movie and it didn't have anything else and he, he dogged uh, Princess Leia. He called her not sexy or something like that too, which is great because he hadn't seen Jedi yet. But okay. it, sure. the thing is is that maybe we're reviewing this in a point where we don't quite see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. I'm, Back I in the early eighties when you could say something like that and not get attacked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lose your job. Right. Uh, and, and, and I, you know, I want to say I like this, but I got to say that it's, it's a low point. Um, let's go around the table real quick and and rank our, rank our Star Wars thing. But before that, I got a question. Who, who do you think put the, uh, books in the Falcon? I think, I think Ray did. I think Ray Ray took it. I actually, Yoda knew it, the jerk. Yeah. All right. He so she's part of a thief class. Well. <laughs> thief she, she is a rogue. Yeah. She's a rogue <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> a rogue Jedi. Like, yeah, who, who's, yeah, I don't know. She, she. I, I feel sad that they'll. Pro- I think that though, my prediction is that it'll end with her training like a new order. I kind of think that as well, especially with those books tucked in there. Like right. she'll actually read yeah. them or whatever. It's, it's too bad. Maybe you didn't read them. I guess. Uh, that's fine. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not like. Oh my god! I wish was, every other Star Wars that was out. I was like, I want another Star Wars tomorrow. Yeah. And this one, like, eh. Yeah, I, I did enjoy the kids set up at the end. I did I like that too. Um, I think. It didn't come across via texting back and forth 
I enjoyed the part too when they were playing or the boy was telling the story of Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, right. So even though you know the yeah. rebellion's down yeah. to six people on one ship, right? Um, you know, there's there's always hope, or you know, the, the legend of Luke Skywalker's throughout the galaxy. You know, right. this little child knows. Right. And then actually, one of our friends posted online too a funny clip was actually like, Leia is a pretty bad general when they have fleets and tons of ships. All of a sudden, they're down to four. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. What has she been doing? <laughs> right. The, I, I, there was um, too many posts. There was a, a somebody in particular thought about. Mention this. I want to hear what you guys think of this. So, there was thought that Ryan Johnson obviously didn't like the, some of the mythology of the Abrams had set up. We mentioned this, but and he wanted to kind of set his own and change. He he was out to to change Star Wars to be different than it was before. And what it was before was the legacy of the Skywalkers and 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 the fact that it was um, genetics that you were predestined to be something. You know and what Johnson wants to do is change it to the modern day thinking that it's it's you could be you can be the hero that there's hope in everyone you yeah. don't have to be a, a Skywalker to be to to be hope. So what, I mean, it just depends on how many midichlorians you have. <laughs> right. right, you're so terrible. Dude. Well, at the same time, I mean, that's just <laughs> how to keep the right. movie franchise going because eventually it's going to be like, oh my god, the great 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 grandchild. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, of course. So, so the, the thought was is that. That, that Ryan Johnson's uh, huge shift from the Skywalker family is to set up Disney making so many more movies about Jedi's in the whole world that don't have to do anything with the Skywalkers, and this is the chance for them to say, um, you know what, Ray, you're not related to Obi Wan or to Luke. It's not genetics. You're your own self-made person, and you're amazing leader of our new movies, and you have no ties to anybody. You little kid can go buy our Jedi stores in Walmart. And buy our new movies, and you could be a Jedi too. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Uh, I like it again because you know it, it will keep the franchise going for probably now we're all dead and gone, right? right. Uh, but also it it beckons back to the whole nowadays everybody gets a trophy. It does yeah yeah it's a, it's a little populist you know that kind of deal everybody gets a trophy everybody can you can be a Jedi if you just really clear your head you know I guess. Yeah. What actually shifting back? Sorry, I keep bouncing all over the place. What did you think about the ability to track through lightspeed? Oh, the tether thing. Yeah, uh, it's a MacGuffin. It, they just put that in there just just so they have a whole point of the whole show. But then, how did Vader find Leia in the beginning of Star Wars? Because they jumped the lightspeed. Oh, they did. What do you think of that, Dennis? Like that's tying it all in. I didn't even think of that before. Like you think they've always had that tracking ability well, he just said that like leia in theory yeah because I mean, also though darth vader gets really old and slow between <laughs> 3.5 and 4 right you know he just ripped mm-hmm. through 30 rebel dudes and now he's like walking real slow <laughs> right yeah but you're right yeah. he did they had to track them somehow i mean i know they they talk about trajectories and things like that yeah. but they come out right behind them in the beginning of the episode four. and then somebody mentioned and i don't know if it's i haven't looked right. at it yet at one point in Rogue One, when they're scanning through a bunch of files, there's like some file that says like hyperspace tracking or something like oh, that. Oh, do they? Okay. But now again, that's just literally something I read on the internet two hours ago. Uh, I hadn't had a chance so to I look. Just, I watched that last night. night. That'd be very cool if that was there. So all of a sudden it's... All right. right. Again, that also cuts into like, oh, they've gone to light speed. They're gone. All right. You know, the other two movies, it doesn't really add up. I agree. Man, I, I didn't think about that. That's a, that's a good one. 
Okay, so we only got a little bit of time here left. I do want to get from the two of you your rankings. I mean, I think it's kind of one of the things anyone who, who even casually, sure, anyone who's watched all of the did, movies should have. Did a you have one more topic you wanted to get to? Uh, I, thought you I said do, that but we're going to have to cut that one show. For, for next week, I think. That's, we're running long as it is. <laughs> I think we're at 90 minutes now. Um, so Dennis, you want to start us off? I'll 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 go ahead and shortcut mine because mine's gonna probably be the least detailed. <laughs> um, the, I'm putting the original trilogy as one entity. Oh really? At the so, top. So, so you're putting them? No other movie comes as worse as them. As as or, at the top of. Yeah, so everything I, I that follows know. is worse than the originals. Okay. Or is he yeah. Them as like this? I mean. I mean, I don't know. Again, mo- most of most of these films I've only seen a handful of times. Sure. So, however qualified I am to get more granular with that, no, there's like, no qualifications. Your own personal. Ma- my maybe, kids love them the best. Maybe Force Awakens goes above Jedi. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So the original trilogy at the top, uh, for for variety of reasons. Yeah. Then, let's see. I would almost say then Rogue One, then Force Awakens. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Then 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 this one, Last Jedi, and the prequels at the bottom, of course. What what, is, with, what was it about Rogue One that struck you that now you say you only had to see it once or twice as opposed to Force Awakens that you feel like you really like that movie? Just thinking back right now. I'm not sure. I think I think the the departure from the 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 nostalgic, you know, fantasy story model the the one-time characters the fact that it's really more of a heist movie um and and honestly it and force awakens are are maybe sort of equal i never really cared for kylo ren so that knocks a few points off of force awakens for me I think some people I don't I don't mind when they when the they side. kill off I don't mind when they kill off classic characters like um Han, Han Solo dying was fine. Yeah, I was fine. Yeah. All right, Bill, what do you got? Um so everybody knows Star Wars, they'll just be can go with the numbers. I would say 5 4 Wait, you talking about best? You're going up yeah, top down. Top down. Okay. 5 4 3 and 7 or I'm sorry. Six and seven are almost intermingled again, only because I watched Jedi so much as a child. Yeah, you know, I had so the Ewok village. Oh, and the so Jabba you like the Ewoks because yeah. right, the Ewoks are some of the dragest people. Drag I mean, them. yeah, they didn't bother me any. Um, all, right, all right, five, four, six, seven, three point five, eight, three, two, and then that one abomination. <laughs> abomination. Uh, I think mine's <laughs> mine's close to that. I I I gotta say. Um, Three is better than eight. I like three better than eight. Um, I think once once Anakin goes bad, the movie takes a sharp upward turn, and and all of a sudden things get better. And Hayden Christensen actually is acting somewhat better. Uh, you kill off Natalie Portman, and I mean, take those scenes out with her, sure. But like her, the Obi Wan fight with Anakin on there is mm-hmm. awesome. It's great. It's a good Jedi battle. Um, so I I, I, li- I like a lot of that. I like a lot of three. I'd put that above eight. Um, I would put three point five Rogue One. Ugh. Did you? Did I already say this, Dennis? Did I say I'd put it above or below seven? You, you asked me. I think I'm going to put it above seven. 
I think I like it for the reasons I, you said. Yeah, I think I, earlier you said seven above four point five. I'm changing what my is, mind because I think I agree with what you 3. said. Three point five. I, I think I agree that I liked that it was a separate story that wasn't about the main thing, and that was really exciting. And Ryan Johnson, I don't mind him doing three new movies that are his own. I just wish he hadn't done one of the main ones, and that's probably why my feelings were they were. If if this was any other Star Wars movie, it would have been totally fine. It's just that it was the main one. Yeah, it could have been the Han Solo movie. Yeah, and I would have been like, oh, that was kind of cool. It was fun. It was a fun little jaunt, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it, it just wasn't. So I, I put that down, and I I don't I don't rank Jedi that high. I think Jedi sits um, below seven actually. Oof. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna go from the bottom up. I'm going uh, one two eight three uh, one two eight three uh six seven four five yeah and put rogue one above seven wherever that's at um yeah so anyway that there it's good i i'm i like i've always thought this stories in the star wars universe is could have been more than just the jedi and more than just um our main characters i'm i'm happy that you know i like finn and ray and poe like they are good they are good uh, people to bring us into a new world of things. Uh, I just don't think that episode eight did them service. I should have known he wasn't going to. I did think Finn was going to die. I was like, oh, oh, that's okay. This story's pretty much done. Yeah, I was fine with him dying. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It would have been, it would have been fine. Yeah, he, none of that. He would have been a nice hero, heroic yep. ending. Yeah, a deserter, a deserter, and now a hero, and now a hero, and he he becomes the rebel guy that saves. Everybody. Yeah, redeems himself, and yeah, the movie had so many times when it should have ended, as as Dennis pointed out. Like it should. And then they threw in. The ending. What? You don't need the ending. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, hey, Bill. Thanks for coming on this well, week. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Uh, we'd like to have you again. I'm sure some other time when we sure. get to, to talk not just Star Wars stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Star, uh, War- Star Wars is always good. So next week, Dennis, we we got we got some some holiday stuff coming up. It's the holidays right now, actually. Um, it's it's Christmas when this is airing. Right. Merry unquote. Christmas, Mr. Dennis. How are you got excited about the new year coming up? So this is going to air on Christmas? This will air on Christmas. So yeah. this will be your Star Wars holiday special? This will be our Look Star Wars Look holiday that. special. Look, L- Life Day? Life Day. Yeah, That's Life right. Day. Oh, man. This is terrible. You guys are the worst. <laughs> uh, so, so we won't we won't talk about that. Uh my moratorium on Star Trek is off after next week, but I still hopefully I will keep keep off the Star Trek thing for a while at least until we get our, our thing going. Uh, but I, hey, the topic we talked about a little bit earlier that I do want to pick your brain over, Dennis, is we need to go through some movies and talk about critic scores and the difference between them and audience scores. Mm, so we should we should get Fox back on for that. Oh man, that's that's a tough one because he's 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 the media that that I. Uh, I would be railing against. Okay, sure. Then it should be it should be civil discussion. That'll be fine. I don't know. I want Fox to be uncivil and just throw it at me. So, <laughs> all right. I can't. I can't picture Fox ever doing right, that. Right, right. Uh, we'll we'll get Trotsky on and just let the two of them talk. We don't even have to say anything. <laughs> That's right. Well, now that we had Bill on, I think we saved a lot more lives this week than we did last. So, oh no, we had Pat on last week, so it was kind of a, a, a nice, even boost in our our uh, heroic moments. Uh, we think, yes. There's there's still a hope. I don't know if it's a new hope. Oh, but, uh, you. Uh, 
All right, everybody. Hey, uh, if you want to send us a, a message or check out some of a little bit about us, just come visit us on um, our website. What's our website, Dennis? Frontporchpodcast.com slash 17, oh, right. episode 17 for Christmas Day, 2017. Yes, tell us, tell us all the ways that we're wrong and how my opinion of Star Wars is not valid because I'm a dirty Trekkie. <laughs> dirty Trekker. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even a Trekkie. Yeah, and you said me all the fan mail. Him all the hate mail. That's how this works. And yep. that's right. Bill gets all the love letters. There you go. Right. May the force be with you. And, and also with you. All right, guys, for the, the front porch, my name is Michael Daniels. And I'm Dennis Rogers. For the front porch. See ya. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.